Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, bonjour, 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 and thanks for coming, Canada. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, it's Jamal. Hi, it's Stony. Hey everyone, welcome back to another week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. Um, before we get really into the episode, um, unfortunately we got some bad news in the Drag Race fa- uh, family this week. Um, one of the one of the sisters, one of the queens, uh, Chichi Devane, passed away this week, and um, it was a lot to handle. Yeah, Chi-Chi was one of our favorites, as you know, if you've been a longtime listener of TFC and just such a presence on the screen and a real light in the Drag Race cast. So this is just really heartbreaking and sad to see her leave us so soon. Yeah, I was it was devastating. Like I was just um, I don't know, I was at work just kind of looking on Twitter and I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe like this happened. Like. We knew that she was, you know, not doing well or had not been doing well, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just sad. I, I always loved Chi Chi. She had such like a positive like energy to her. And I don't know. She, she just made me smile anytime she was like on my screen or anytime I saw her in person. Like it was just she was so nice. Definitely. Yeah. I remember um having disagreements when she was on all stars because you guys were such big stands and i was like i don't think she's doing that great in the competition (laughs) (laughs) but um but no i mean that that's that doesn't even matter i mean chi chi she was on two seasons of drag race you know we all fell in love with her i mean it's crazy it's just um she's younger than all of us or me at least um so it's just is weird that it's just so weird to see her pass away so young you know like that could kind of like be us i don't know like at any time really i guess if you think about it you never know what will happen day to day yeah chi chi is pretty much stony and i's age stony's 34 i will be 34 um and i'm just glad that we got to see chi chi a few times in person i think one of my most funniest moments of chi chi was one of the christmas shows and of course there are some kids at these shows but it was the after performance kind of Q&A and oh my gosh Chi Chi got a little graphic describing (laughs) um, twinks and without underwear and what their nether regions look like (laughs) oh my gosh it was so funny to the crowd of course but we just start seeing the moms like force their kids out of the room (laughs) clutching their pearls (laughs) and then of course last summer um, Chi Chi was one of the multiple queens that opened up for Lizzo at Indie Pride Yes. Yeah. Didn't you share a clip of that on the social media if, if people want to go watch? Yes. There's a clip on um, at TFC pod on Instagram. Definitely. But, um, you know, not to bring, you know, I know we it's not a fun topic to talk about, but we just love Chi Chi. We're a podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race. And so we just wanted to like, I don't know, just have this moment. And hopefully it's therapeutic for you listening as well, because it's really sad. I don't know. I just like couldn't be on social media that day. Just kept seeing pictures of her and just brings back up the sad feelings. And so, um, you know, just, you know, you can grieve in your own way. It's like we don't know Chi Chi personally, but she touched all of our lives and will forever be known for being a sickening queen that is truly an all star. Yes, queens. Yes. 
All right. So to transition out of that, um, I have another little story to tell. And uh, this is something Jamal and Stoney have not heard yet. So we'll hear their first reactions. So um, I'm going... <laughs> I'm going to pull the mask off of the uh, <sighs> podcast promotion game here a little bit. So if you guys have noticed, we've been retweeting a lot on our Twitter lately. Um, basically, you know, uh, I, basically to <laughs> get your podcast out to, you know, a bigger audience, you sort of like can kind of be friends with other podcasters and then. Um, so I, this is something new to me is there's like a group where you kind of just all support each other. So if you have questions about what to do or how to do something, or if you want support on tweeting, then you can ask them to retweet for you. So I was, you know, in one of these groups, well, I still am. So this is why you're seeing that. So I hope that it's not overwhelming for you all to see that just before we get into the story. <laughs> um, but it's just so that we can support other people. It helps us get the show out to other people as well. So I'm in this group and I kind of don't keep an eye in the chat a lot. So the, the girl that runs it is super awesome, really nice, Paige, if she's listening. And uh, she sent me a private message and said, did you see the tweet that this person just sent through for us to retweet? And I said, no, I didn't. Let me go look. And it's uh, he recorded a podcast about how... Um, trans people should not get offended when they're misgendered um and this is uh this is i guess just for context if it matters this is a, a grown black man and uh so that this is kind of i only say that because it relates to conversations that we've had on the show before about um mm -hmm. the black community and homophobia and transphobia um so he tweeted this out and I, you know, immediately was like, I think that you should take this tweet down. I think you should take this podcast down. There's no way and like anyone's going to retweet. Why would you send that to a group full of LGBT people thinking yes. that we would support you? It's just wild to me. And he was very like defensive, which I understand because when multiple people are telling you that you fucked up <laughs> regardless of the, like the fact that you did something wrong it does feel like people are ganging up on you but he just really did not handle the situation well he was like well this is my podcast i can say whatever i want to on my own podcast oh that's so predictable because oh, here's shit. the thing without going too far because this is just the fucking um hurt artist trope that i really don't have time for Yes, it's your show. I consider podcasts an art form. It's a creative platform. But you don't get to be creative at the expense of human people. Like, these are people's lives. Um, it's a subject that you should be more well-versed on before you go speaking about it and just spouting out opinions. And how dare you ask a group of LGBTQ plus people to share that? How fucking ignorant of you. Right, and... Like, he's grown enough to know that that subject isn't, like, okay, that to, that's not an okay thing to put out in the world because he's amplifying that opinion. So all the people that listen to it now and in the future are going to, like, listen and be like, oh, I agree with this. Yeah, and I'll gladly retweet it telling people not to listen to it. I mean, it's just so dumb. Like, yeah, you it's your podcast and you can talk about whatever the fuck you want. But like, that doesn't mean like anyone, like if you're going to like 
the LGBT group to have them retweet this. That seems like a personal attack. And also like you shouldn't be <laughs> upset that like everyone's like fuck off because really it it's fucking shitty. Like if you're that dumb, like to not realize that that would be offensive, then I don't know. You need to like read some more books or something. Yeah. Where's the screenshot? We need to document this in case their podcast um, takes off. We'll just make sure that the larger portion of the rainbow community knows exactly who this motherfucker is. Right. Um, I do have the screenshot of the tweet and you know, just if you're um, following this or if you see a podcaster, I will tell you the app because I'm not afraid to, because I've already said my piece to this person and um, so their handle is at live with big bruh, B-R-U-H. So this is a person that uh, does not have a big following yet, but they might in the future. Um, I just don't know. Like, I didn't listen to it. other people listen to it. And it was just a wild, wild podcast where, like, he was saying, like, all rapists and pedophiles are white. Um, it was just, like, a lot of really strange hot takes from what i understand so it sounds like like a maga-esque podcast like something like the maga crowd would really love well except maybe the white part but (laughs) yeah i don't know if it would go over with the the maga crowd but i mean also what makes it even more fucked up is his excuse was oh well i have trans family members and i'm like girl do you think they like fucking like you at all like (laughs) more more predictive responses is that like what do you say to your white friends that are like oh my black friend bruh right (laughs) and then the other thing too is i was like if you think that all black lives matter or black lives matter all black lives matter and he's like why do you keep saying that i was like because there are black trans people you idiot jesus like i shouldn't have to explain this I hate the internet. We don't need to go out like <laughs> waging wars because like, and not that we're trying to, I think this is an awareness that people should have because I mean, this is just like messy and tacky. And I mean, honestly, they started it. Like you're just spitting in our face, asking us to retweet that kind of content. And furthermore, I mean, people, this is the work that we need to keep doing. The queer community, understanding the queer community, the black community, understanding the black community, and that includes the queer blacks understanding other queer blacks and trans people. <laughs> like this is everything we've been talking about. Like I better not go in your feed and see some bullshit pride episode because I know you don't get the concept <laughs> of that. Right. Uh, yeah. So basically everyone was saying like, we don't agree with this. Like you should take <laughs> it down. And eventually he was like, well, I'm just going to leave this group. Like I see I've upset you guys. And it's like, cause we were well, like, me and another person were like i don't feel comfortable being in this group with this person anymore <laughs> so like maybe we need to leave and so then he just took it upon himself to leave which was great and um and then he was like saying like he eventually took the podcast and the the tweet down but only after someone came at him right okay you know because okay. he felt like we were all bullying him and actually while we're at it um another person in this that was in this podcast group i forget the whole name of their podcast but it's um called like kudzu k-u-d-z-u or something like that and they're a true crime podcast and they left the group because they thought we were bullying him i mean that's just every like this person 
like these types of people, excuse me, that's their default. Like, oh, I feel very attacked. You're you're <laughs> bullying me. Whatever buzzword they can use to get out of the situation for having to answer for who they are as people is what they'll default to. Right. And I looked up the handle and it's at K- Kudzu Killers Pod. K U D Z U K I L L E R S P O D. So they left the group too. They tried to say that it was because they were getting overwhelmed by like all the requests of retweets and things like that. But they went to the um the leader of the group, the retweet group, and were saying like, "Oh, you are bullying him," and like everyone like they don't feel comfortable with that. Sounds like the saddest iOS press release to me. Yeah, that's just messy. I don't know. I just can't deal with like internet troll drama. It's just too much. <laughs> right. So I only like specifically say these people's names because I don't agree with their thoughts and their morals. This is an LGBT podcast and people should be aware of people like this out there so that you're not like, oh, this is a cool show. It's like, well, this is what they support. If you have a podcast, take it seriously. Um, This should be taken as like professionals you can to make your show better and to make your show grow. And if you're a queer podcast, um, a true queer podcast, I don't think that those ideals would align with yours. So again, it's just continued education and keeping the good fight with the right people. Be aware of who you're connecting with. Exactly. So... Uh, I hope that doesn't come off as messy, but it's just something I feel like we had to talk about because I am 100% not going to just listen to your transphobic tweets or podcast ever. And I think that our audience needs to know. Also, you're not even live. You're a podcast. So that's that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I guess that's it. That's the tweet. Send. (laughs) That's the tweet. Send. I mean, I. Yeah. I'm not worried about anything. They tweeted it. So clearly, if people can connect basic dots, they would put two and two together. Yeah, and you can not follow us. That's fine. Um, so let's let's go ahead and transition into some Drag Race talk. This has uh, been a long introduction. You guys, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired after Woosa. this week. <laughs> Breathing exercise. Oh, and my. go. <laughs> I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> Well, you know who else is tired? All the contestants of RuPaul's Canada's Drag Race because of the damn judging this season. Girl, (laughs) we'll get into that. Let's go ahead and get into our honesty spill of the week, and we will fully discuss that. Honesty. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our honesty spill of the week. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you all the full coverage of RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. And um, boy, yeah, Stoney kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the show. So let's go ahead and just get into the show because I have a lot on this topic right at the start of the show to talk about. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. I mean, listeners, you're probably listening to us every week, just like what sounds like hating on the judges, but we just don't know what to expect. Like they haven't really proven like a strong credibility as far as like helping these queens actually grow on the show. So you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's like um, the Harry Potter be- jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like, am I going to get chocolate or poop this week? <laughs> oh, great. It's more poop. Oh, more <laughs> poop again. Great. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, so at the top of the show, Alona Verley has sashayed away. 
Goodbye, Queen. We miss you. See you, Alona. Uh, it was great to meet Alona on the show. Um, great drag. Can't see what she does. Can't wait to see what she does in the future. Yes. Bye, Alona. Would love to see her on a future season. So fingers crossed. All right. So the next day in the workroom, the girls are tallying their wins. But apparently in Canada's drag race, it only matters what happens in the editing booth. Uh <laughs> It almost feels like they don't know what story they want to tell us. The episode starts off one way and ends in a completely different book. We're it's a tale of two worlds, girl. I don't know. Like this episode, it's just like, let's make Lemon look like a total asshole. Like that was the goal of this. Our group text was like, oh, we're getting a winner's edit. Like, what? Yeah. Now all of a sudden, Lemon's a bitch. She's the worst so conceited it's like that this is like the last episode like maybe two episodes into this episode and it's just like lemon is not a bitch i'm not buying the edit yeah i don't know this it just feels scattered right all over the place yes that's like i don't even know like this even the story producers of this show need to be fired because they can't even have like a cohesive story like it's not that hard sis like i don't know like jinx monsoon like storyline that's what we need girl but they're not giving it to us i mean we're <laughs> yeah. here for hire i mean i'm sure the <laughs> listeners would understand if we went maybe bi-weekly and only got to tell them two inside tea things about the writing but we're here like we can help you totally i mean it's just <laughs> it's just a wild ride like at the beginning of the show you're like oh like rita's doing really great blah 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 and then oh now she's in the bottom rita sucks like the worst didn't understand anything like you're the worst like piece of shit drag queen what the fuck and it's just like what wait what <laughs> i feel like the judges were given like a worksheet from rupaul and it's like <laughs> like, what, a, it's like a prose <laughs> Yeah, it's like a pros and cons list, though, as well. It's like a Mad Lib pros and cons list. Because on one side, it says, bodysuit, 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 bad, bad, bad. And then the other side, it's like, oh, expensive, expensive, good, good, good. It's like if they veer, if the queens veer off of the worksheet, it's like they don't, they still somehow give them one of those two notes. It's like they don't know how to judge. Yeah. And I then, don't know. And then in like pencil, it says, I hate green. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Let me look at my worksheet. Here's okay. I don't like your wig. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> this is truly wild. And uh, for once, I thought we were going to make it through a whole episode without criticizing the judges. But I don't even know if it's their fault. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, listeners, like we agree with some of their notes, but it comes down to like delivery, too. And just like, I don't know, basic reflection on what's happened. I mean, I don't think I don't know. This episode wasn't like like the judging wasn't as bad. I don't think. No, I agree. It wasn't as bad. it has bad. been. It's just like we've reached the point where the judging has been so bad all season that every little thing that they do, we're going to call out because it's just reached that boiling point. You know what I mean? And it's fun to keep dragging. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to one of uh, our other podcast friends on Twitter, Best Served Cold Podcast, um, very pro-LGBT, go check them out, um, and they were just like, I don't even want to watch the rest of the season, like, this is all over the place. <laughs> okay, so we're not crazy, okay, good. No, it's not <laughs> just us, like, I get DMs from, like, so many other, like, listeners and podcasters that watch the show, and they're all like, this is crap. <laughs> 
Like, I swear, like, we watch the episode and, like, we're trying, like, we're fans of Drag Race. We're trying to, like, enjoy it. And then we just are, like, so annoyed. We're just like, what? <laughs> and, and the Makeover Challenge is our favorite episode. And this episode is so unenjoyable. I know. I know. All right. Well, let's let's move past this so we can get <laughs> through the end of the show. <laughs> Uh, so the mini challenge this week is puppets because everyone loves puppets yay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Jeffrey Boyer Chapman summons the pit crew and they bring out the tickle trunk the tickle trunk I want one of those (laughs) yeah I want I want to go spelunking in the tickle trunk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no thanks queen <laughs> i love the tickle trunk <laughs> it's like a kid's worst nightmare no don't put me in the tickle trunk help help i'm in the tickle trunk <laughs> it's like the happy version of the chokey maybe yeah <laughs> it's like it's like the chokey but there's lots of glitter <laughs> I hate you all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, All right. So the girls go into the tickle trunk and they get to pick their dolls to find out who they will be puppeteering. Uh, So Lemon gets Priyanka. Priyanka picks Lemon. Jimbo picks Scarlet Bobo. Scarlet Bobo gets Rita Vega and Rita gets Jimbo. Lots of interesting picks here. Yes, the tarot cards could not have read it any more perfectly. <laughs> yes, girl. I I do not agree with the winner of this challenge. I will just say that before we start the discussion. Do you guys agree or do you think that Scarlet Bobo deserved the win? I mean, for me personally, I thought Scarlet deserved a win, but I will give a caveat to that. And that's being, <laughs> that being that I didn't think any of them were overly funny to be honest like i did not enjoy this puppet show really i i i will say that i loved lemons and i thought that lemon should have won that's me personally because she had a great like cohesive story throughout her puppet show (laughs) and it was funny (laughs) lots of good zingers you know yeah i did hers is okay i guess i was just like i don't know i guess i had like higher expectations or something but i was just like I chuckled a few times during Scarlet's and then I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Maybe I'm too deep <laughs> into like weekend mode, but I don't like feel strongly either about anyone who should have won. But I did love how Jimbo called Scarlet safe. I was like, ouch, queen, ouch. <laughs> yeah, that was super cold. I, I will Don't say- kick a girl while she's down now. <laughs> I will say that I did like Scarlet's. I'm not saying that hers was not good, but I think that Lemon's for me was just a little bit more fun. Um, yeah. I also like Rita's because she basically just like ratted out Jimbo in front of Jeffrey. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one was kind of fun. <laughs> Jeffrey needed that tea, whatever. And Rita needed her like payback because Jimbo's been so hella rude <laughs> lately. I know Jimbo's just like, I asked you for advice and you gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> how dare you? You're fucking wig line sucks and your mom's a whore <laughs> like <laughs> i'm kind of here for it though because jimbo was like so bubbly yeah here's the prickly side yeah, yeah. we're seeing what pressure does to jimbo at this point i think 
What were you gonna say something, Sony? No, just it seems like Jimbo's just kind of over this like bullshit competition. <laughs> She's just like, give me the crown already. Like you all are beneath me. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone thought that Lemon was the conceited one, supposedly. But I mean, I think Jimbo's showing her side a little bit. It was well. It is, oh yeah. It is kind of funny how like UK's Drag Race was like best friends race, and I loved the the oh cast so much. Like they this were. is kind of the opposite. Like where I, <laughs> I, to be honest, like I'm not hating on any of the queens. They're just not like the most likable cast in my opinion. Except for Rita. Like, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like I would say, like I, I like love Rita. Priyanka, but like I love Priyanka. I don't know. It just seems like, and maybe it's just because the way that they're jiving together, they don't fit together. They whereas, just don't really have chemistry. Whereas like UK Drag Race, it was like it felt like a family and it felt so fun. Like you wanted like be a part of that like group. Whereas this group uh-huh. just is like self-destructing. I get yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> like you might, we might have like our individual faves, but they don't have like that kind of sisterly, that true sisterhood bond. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the sissies. The sissies. Nah, you saw at the beginning of the episode, no one had anything nice to say, not even the sissies. Whatever, the sissies are going to go on tour and I'm going to see I them. I saw that they got margaritas <laughs> together like a few weeks ago. They're doing just fine. Are I they know, wearing masks and social distancing? I only saw alcohol, so I cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Scarlet Bobo did win the mini challenge. Uh, her first, you know, first time for everything. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> We're right before the final four and you, you won your first challenge. So good job. I know. Eesh. Good job, Scarlett. Uh, so for the maxi challenge, the girls will have to adopt new children. Let me be a little bit more specific. Uh, they will be making someone over that has escaped persecution via the rainbow railroad. And it's time to see a little bit of a family resemblance. I'm kind of bummed Michelle Visage isn't here to judge this one. This is always the the shadiest one from Michelle. (laughs) Yeah, just one episode too (laughs) soon or too late, I guess. That would have been interesting for sure. (laughs) Michelle's like, you don't look like family at all. (laughs) I feel like she would have probably read all these queens, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited for next week, by the way. Yes, me too. I am too. <laughs> I hope she like puts Jeffrey in her place. <laughs> I hope so. It's like, oh, an actual judge. Maybe it won't be a shit show. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, so let's see. Because Scarlet Bobo won the mini challenge, she gets to partner up the queens with their new drag children. Uh, she picks Rainer for Rita Bega, and he made it to Canada from Indonesia. Uh, Eka is assigned to Jimbo, who is also from Indonesia, and Rainer's husband. Yes, I thought that was cute, the husbands. That yeah. was such a cute thing to have, like, because that we've never seen that on Drag Race before, is having husbands competing on the show. Uh, so then she picks Dennis for herself, uh, for Scarlet. Dennis is from Uganda. Uh, Rebal is assigned to Lemon, and he is from Syria. And lastly, Elton is assigned to Priyanka, and he is from Jamaica. Yes, I thought overall good pairings. You know, with these family resemblance comps that they can go either way. It's all about, like, the personality for me, though. You can make outfits match, but I think, like, embodying that kind of family bond is what sells it. Yeah, and it 
well, I'll wait until <laughs> the judging, but it's like families can be like different. Like, I don't know. I don't know why we have to like put people in a box be like, they can't be a family. They have to be <laughs> sisters. Um, there are no moms and families. Um, <laughs> I hope you understand like, how families work now, Stoney. I'm glad yeah, that they you can figured only it out. have like Christian values oh and like go God. on like picnics together. They can't like ever be anything beyond that. Yeah. Otherwise, J- JBC will come for you. <laughs> He'll be the creature of the night <laughs> coming out to come and grab you. Um, uh, all right. So, uh, they're all having fun getting to know their new drag children and Priyanka. Um, well, she finds out that Elton is actually a fan of hers and has gone to her shows before. How fun. And probably what a big moment for Priyanka too. Like you're just there doing the challenge and it's like, Oh, this is a true fan. But also that must be like, so cool for Elton too. Like how, how would he know like that he would get chosen to be on Priyanka's team? It just worked out so well for him. He's just like, that's like the ultimate fan moment is getting to be on drag race with one of your favorite drag queens doing a challenge that's fate yeah because it's like both of those experiences right like you're getting to kind of give somebody behind the scenes tea and work with a a true fan somebody who's supported you and then this person that you look up to as a performer you get to kind of experience that connection and learn a little inside this is i'm in the house of priyanka now like i know why she does this and when she does it and blah 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 you know I thought it was a cute <laughs> moment. Yeah, that were and that works in uh in Priyanka's favor too because uh, Elton knows like her mannerisms and things like that. So, like it's probably yes. easier. And also Priyanka's really like maybe like the most attentive with their drag child, like giving them a lot of like walking lessons, like this is how you should be on the runway, blah blah blah. I noticed that too. And overall, you can just tell that they were just, um, they were really enjoying working together too. They were the most fun to watch. Yeah. And then, um, so Priyanka says that like, you know, we're all having fun here. We have these guests in our house and lemon can't even be a bitch today. (laughs) Here comes the shady edit. Right. I think they're trying to paint lemon as the villain of the season. However, she is so likable that it's not even possible. So nice try Canada. (laughs) (laughs) we love lemon i'll be bitter forever now uh so then jeffrey comes in to do table visits and for once i have nothing bad to say about him (laughs) i mean i thought he was still annoying but it's fine (laughs) i had i was feeling very neutral about the judges until we got to the runway this week yeah, he's, it seemed like he was on his best behavior today's um, workroom visit. Yeah. Just, I don't know. There's just this, like, Disney villain charm to him. Like, I don't want to say charm, but, like, Disney villain, like... Aspect? Like, aura to him, where it's just, like... A, <laughs> aura? Like, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> aura! <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, he just seems, like, so evil. Like, everything he says, it's like, bitch, are you reading like us or like i don't know it just seems like he's going to like come for us at any moment he's throwing the pearls in front of you on the runway yeah it's definitely mean girls for sure you never know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so now let's see then they go to the runway they practice their walking uh then it's time for the girls to get ready for the runway and scarlet talks about being a makeup artist and learning how to color match because she has chosen for herself 
uh, someone of a darker skin complexion than her. Uh, however, she puts on that yellow uh, eyeshadow, <laughs> and there is hella fallout all over this poor man's face. <laughs> <laughs> I was... <laughs> <sighs> Like, I'm pretty sure he was choking on it. It was, like, in his <laughs> eyes. Oh, no. I thought, like, Scarlet was definitely trying to be strategic because she's like, I'm going to showcase my skills. But the road to the victory, <laughs> well, not victory, but you know what I'm trying to say, was a little dusty. The road to being safe was, <laughs> she was, was very interesting. She was just launching yellow eyeshadow all over this guy's face. <laughs> just like... <laughs> it's like she was playing Splatoon with this guy's face. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! But good job at the end, girl. You didn't get eliminated. <laughs> she got there. She got there. Whew. All right, take a couple deep breaths here. Um, so Rainer talks about being queer in Indonesia, and he talked about a war that was waged against the LGBT community in 2016. Um, there would be police raids, and he and his husband actually had to move four times because of that. Isn't that just so scary? Like, could you imagine us getting text messages? People are like, we know who you are. You're going to die. Kill yourself. That's just, like, so terrifying. Not to make yeah. light of it, but that kind of sounds like being Stoney's friend. Oh my God. <laughs> whatever it's queen not it's not far off <laughs> i mean just don't piss me off though um but i do think it was like interesting like one thing that i found interesting too was um scarlet's person was i forget his name again um the one from uganda mm-hmm. um he was saying like yeah the laws have changed like in some of these countries but like that doesn't really mean anything like you can still like get arrested or or not arrested you could still get killed and stuff so it's like yeah you can still have laws on the books but if like the government's corrupt and they don't give a shit like you can still just like die yeah definitely it's pretty fucked up like i just can't imagine like having to go out the window and um you know run from the police yeah that's just a whole nother life um goodness just know know about your queer brothers and sisters and non-binary royalty and the family all around the world because it's real very real in these streets for a lot of us yeah and dennis kind of echoes the same thing so um you know it's just sad i'm, I'm glad they're in a better place now mm-hmm. glad they're able to get away all right you guys let's go ahead and just take a quick break here and then we'll come back and talk to you about the runway Um, I hope you guys are ready because we have lots of tea to serve you. Buckle up. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember, everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com, and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are ready to get to the runway. A special guest this week is Amanda Bruegel from The Handmaiden's Tale. Hey, Queen. I'm very familiar with the show. Have not seen it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I was going to say I've heard of the title, but I don't know who she is, and I've never seen the show. <laughs> I also saw where she was like on Jason X, but I don't know if that was like a big role or not. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, who knows, girl? Uh, so I thought that we were going to have a nice episode this week and not criticize the judges, <laughs> but I was wrong. We have to talk about Jeffrey's <laughs> eye glitter, I guess, if we're going to call it oh, that. No. And oh, no. Brooklyn's uh, poncho wig that she had on her head. Why Why is the eye glitter getting worse is my thing. <laughs> it keeps like every episode, it becomes more <laughs> terrible. <laughs> It looks like he stood in front of like a confetti launcher <laughs> and had them just shoot it right at his face. Maybe his makeup artist knew it was Splatfest this weekend. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to be like th- like some gay burglar or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know, girl. It's like J- James Charles gone wrong. I don't know. His hair, though, like that's how my like um, mohawk used to be styled when I used it to just... rock my faux hawk thing. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Sia Chandelier video in a way where it's just, like, random ass, like, pink, like, on her body, you know? Like, like pink paint yeah. or whatever. That Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but, oh, girl, like, everything else was fine. Just the eye, <laughs> the eye glitter was pretty crazy. Um, Brooklyn had, like, the largest... It looks like Jimbo had, like, the top part... Uh, or Brooklyn had the top part of Jimbo's uh, hair everywhere runway. Oh. Yeah. That that wig was huge. It had to be heavy. Yeah. I mean, it was so large. Like, even the spotlight... Like, they couldn't even light her face properly. <laughs> like, she was serving, like, um, Poison Ivy's punk rock cousin or something. I think she heard you, um you know talking about her her wig line the the last week or so so she wore <laughs> this wig so the light wouldn't be able to touch hit her face so you couldn't see her wig line good move brooklyn <laughs> yeah that was horrible i question her taste level and her knowledge of the english language qtl yes girl qtl for sure <laughs> Um, all right. So let's go ahead and talk about the looks. Category is a family affair. Um, I guess let's start with our uh you know, first, you know, in, in order that they walk down the runway. First you have Priyanka, uh, and her I I don't remember what her, her partner's team. Well, Elton I don't rem- but they came up with drag oh, names. Electra. Yeah, Electra. Electra, that's right. Because I was like, where's Daredevil? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were cute. Like, I was worried because I was like, oh, the judges are going to, like, hate them because they're wearing, like, bodysuits or something that look like bodysuits. But I liked the kind of, like, um, showgirl kind of presentation it had, but it was still like, we're going to go out to the club. We're, like, the fun sisters. Yeah, I like this one, too. It was... You know, it wasn't like anything like over the top or anything with the look. It was it was kind of a basic look, but it was put together very well. Um, and obviously, like the energy and just kind of the performance on stage was really good that went along with it. So I don't know. I think Priyanka like did a really good job. I was really happy to see um, how she did. Carnival. And I'm down with Priyanka channeling Beyonce. So good on you, queen. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Priyanka's outfit was the best, but I don't think it was the worst either. 
I mean, I think it's only fair that she got red for wearing a bodysuit because other people did on the runway. Um, I thought that the feathers kind of were a weird proportion a little bit that made it difficult to see her figure. I don't know if anyone else agrees with yeah, me. I'm guessing I mean, not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought it was, it was just kind of like, I thought it was fine. It was just kind of basic. Like it was just like feathers on your shoulder, feathers on your hip. She was trying to get a body like carnival like, energy. So they tried to like place them in places where they'd like move a lot. So I don't know. I, I didn't mean, mind it, it. it fit with Priyanka's personality. I thought like that's something we've seen her wear something similar to this before. So yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, and I like the little um, Rihanna head necklace thing. Is that what I don't know what that's called? The headpiece? Oh, yeah. I would just call it like a headpiece. I don't know the special name. (laughs) I don't know, girl. It sparkled and that made (laughs) Yes, girl. All right, let's move on to Scarlet Bobo and Violet Bobo. This was not my favorite. Um, Yes, this was also a bodysuit, but I think Priyanka's looked more expensive and put together. I just did not like. Trend alert. I didn't like the. I didn't like the color combos. <laughs> like when she was going over it with Jeffrey in the workroom, I was like, okay, I can maybe see it. But I, what ruins it for me are the jackets. Like if you're going to do those colors, like maybe commit to like a plum leather jacket with fringe, or if you're going to do that yellow hair, like, you know, try to make it blend a little more and that would maybe save you. But it just felt all over the place for me. Yeah, I didn't. I just felt like I didn't hate the jacket. I thought the jackets were cool. It's just nothing fit together. Like it was like in her confessional, she was like saying, I'm breaking all the rules. Like I'm putting all the collars together. And I'm like, I don't like, yeah, you broke the rules, but like, what did you do beyond that? Because it didn't. She just (laughs) dove into a box of separates. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was fine. Um, but I feel like if this were a regular, se- like a U.S. version of Drag Race, like maybe the last season of Drag Race, season 12, she would have probably been in the bottom. Yeah, totally. I mean, maybe put the fringe on the bodysuit. I don't know what to change. <laughs> it just didn't work together, all the pieces, I don't think. Like, it was a complete look. It just, I don't know. It just had too much shit going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on to Sprite. Uh, we have Lemon and Lime here. <laughs> I thought this was cute. You know, I like the the fashions, but it felt a little safe. Yeah, I thought, um, I don't know. I don't think Lemon did a great job beating Lime's face. I mean, definitely made Lime aged. Like, and with that hairstyle, Lime almost looked like Coco Peru. Oh, yeah. Coco Peru, I mean, that signature flip. Part of it is like the way that they're dressed. Like they are, they've got that like 1920s, like older, like aesthetic to it. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, well, that obviously is going to make you feel or make you look a little bit older. But I don't know. I've just had so many issues with Lemon's looks this, this season. There's a way to make it look fresh. There's just nothing like it. I don't know. The, even the wigs, I feel, always look like a little like cheap to me like polyester hair <laughs> yeah. i don't know i like the concept though lemon and lime like that's cool yeah i mean the 20s are one of my favorite eras um there's a way to serve that look and look very fresh and sprite like you know no pun intended 
pun intended. <laughs> but I think that she could have done <clears throat> her drag partner, her drag mother, sister, whatever they were going for a little better. Just lighten it up a little bit. I don't know. I hate to agree with Jeffrey. <laughs> right. Um, let's go ahead and move on to Rita. And I couldn't understand what, what her drag queen's partner's name was. I don't know either. The way they said it, it was like Tammy or Re- Tammy Bega. I don't Terry. know. It was weird. <laughs> Is it Terry? Sure. It's something I Bega. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this one was, it wasn't my fave either. <laughs> It was just, it was I felt like, safe look. I don't know the clown. So like her partner, the clown part, like, yeah, I mean, it was clearly like a clown. I don't know. It just seemed kind of cheap ish to me. And then like Rita's just, I don't know. It just looked like, so it was just like basically like a maid's outfit with like, yeah. And I get like, she was going for like a darker clown or whatever. And that's cool. But I just, I kind of just didn't care for it. It was a little confusing because I get where she's saying, you know, I'm the drag mother. It's like, you know, I'm old and busted now, but maybe do the same outfit in the gray scale. It's showing like the kind of contrast because then you immediately get the yin and the yang and you can play with the age, you know, color versus mono monotone, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I agree. I thought that the look i didn't think the outfits were bad but i think that the way they told the story on the runway was not the best like like the whole story did not come through it had to be explained (laughs) yeah definitely because like how are we gonna know that them holding hands was so symbolic (laughs) other than them saying it you know i mean because like they do that a lot in the makeover challenges right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i don't know um then we have Jimbo and Bimbo. <laughs> These hoes. <laughs> or should I say the Boulay brothers? Oh. <laughs> I. Those are the vibes I was getting. It is very impressive that Jimbo made these outfits. Yeah, it looks like just right before the runway, even just like like it was not something Jimbo brought from oh, home. I didn't catch that. That's even more impressive. Yeah, I thought I like this look. I mean, we've seen this a lot from Jimbo, the the big boob breastplate or whatever, and yeah. and like obviously <laughs> like I don't know. We love a good like latex moment, I guess. But we love a dominatrix. I don't know. I thought it was a very like complete like safe look like it was probably like one of my more favorite looks of the night like hers and priyanka's to me were like the two best but um yeah i I liked it i thought she did a really good job with the makeup too i thought that they looked great like you can definitely tell that they were you know the slutty sisters they're gonna go wreck some dudes hearts and other other things throughout the evening yeah we hours and that was the annoy- <laughs> my annoyance with jbc it was like it's not really family resemblance i'm like what do you not get they're right. like dominatrix like like queens or whatever like yeah. that that made zero sense that he couldn't see a family resemblance i don't get it either because <laughs> i definitely got the you got the connection like say that okay jimbo you're doing this sexy thing again okay fine we saw that critique coming but they were definitely like there is a connection there <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. And and I think that Jimbo's um partner Bimbo looked the best like out of any of the makeovers. Yes. I thought that Jimbo did the best job. Full the fullest um transformation I would say is probably Jimbo's partner because they were feeling the fantasy, they were fully in character the whole, you know, judging. Yeah, cuz to me I, I felt like Jimbo and Priyanka had the two best partners like uh-huh. as far as like 
how they got it together. How they performed and how well they connected. Yeah. Yeah. And also, what the fuck is too sexy, Stacey? Like, how... Isn't that what you want out of drag queens? I know. <laughs> Don't you want a sexy drag Jimbo queen? Jimbo just put a whole ass microphone in his mouth during a pageant, and like no one said that that was too sexy. <laughs> and also, right. <laughs> they've like gotten on like Lemon for not like being cinched and like wearing pads, and then it's like, I don't know. It's just very confusing. <laughs> very very confusing. Um, so now it's time to untuck. Um, I we kind of talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but I'm really not living for this nasty side of Jimbo. I don't know why she's sticking, you know, holding on to this vendetta, but it's really kind of like unbecoming. <laughs> it's kind of leaving a little bit of a, a, a sour taste in my mouth, pun intended. That's what I was saying, like about like this cast. I felt like they're they're just like all over it, like they're becoming like evil queens. They're definitely like being drained. Um, I don't know why Jimbo just can't let it go. Like you sat there and asked for like the advice and now you're just like holding on to, I don't know. Why are you holding on to this? I can't even make like a fake excuse for it. Like, I don't know. It's not cute. People process stress differently. Maybe Jimbo is just super stressed out and is doing a scarlet. Like I'm going to lash out at you, sissy. Cause you told me I looked old and you had to throw away that wig. Like we're still move on Jimbo. Move on. Bye sissy. <laughs> there you go. Oh. <laughs> um, so Brianka is the winner of the challenge. I thought that was questionable, <laughs> but we have a story to tell apparently. <laughs> um, Congratulations Priyanka. She's on my team. So I'll take it. Of course you yes. would. Um, so because, well, whoever won, they were going to make a donation of $10,000 to the Rainbow Railroad. And this is enough money to save one person to bring them from, um, from, a, um, you know, a place of unsafety into Canada. That's really cool. I love that initiative. And um, this is an organization I was very happy to learn about. Yeah, I'm, this was a really cool organization to learn about. And we are actually just talking about that earlier in the season with, what was it, Starzy? Mm-hmm. Because, like, not oh, that yeah. organization, but, like, she kind of had to go through all that. So, yeah. All right. And the bottom two are Lemon and Rita Bega. Um, I think it is right for Lemon to be there. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about Rita, though. I was just telling Jamal this. I, well, so... I guess so. You didn't want you didn't think Rita should have been in the bottom, is what you're saying, right? No, I think maybe if I were to put someone in there besides Rita, I would have put Priyanka or um, Scarlet. I would definitely put Scarlet over Priyanka. Priyanka did better this week than Scarlet. Yeah, I could I could make a case for putting Scarlet over Rita, but I also feel like I would be doing that just based off the results of the competition so far, like. Because I felt like, I don't know, I wasn't in love with Rita's looks or look this episode. So I think the judges just want to torture Scarlet. I don't like, honestly, <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So they're whatever. just going to make her safe all the way to the finale and she's not going to win the crown. Like, she's just going to be the safe queen. They, Scarlet. Right. They should have just gave Rita a pass and been like, Scarlet, go to the <laughs> bottom. Mercy. Yeah. All right, so um, the bottom two are Lemon and Rita, and they are lip-syncing to Alanis Morissette's You Oughta Know. We've been waiting for this moment all season. Yes, uh, this song. Like, I love Queen Alanis. Um, Alanis. I Alanis. love it. 
I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this song is one of my favorites. Um, since it came out, I'm dating myself. I had cassettes, y'all. Um, Beyonce does a really cool transition into the song and slays the house down to it. And then, you know, she loves Queen Alanis as well. Here it is. We were waiting for it. Who served a better Queens? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I, I have to say that I was drawn to Rita, the whole lip sync. I even with Lemon's flips and splits like she would do that. And I'd be like, and <laughs> like it was just like this isn't a song you like death drop to. So like you're going to not like me for that. <laughs> but i like i don't know and i'm not like the big rita fan so this is probably why i'm like biased but i was like i felt like lemon should have stayed because lemon to me like was giving more of the energy of the song like i felt like rita was doing more of like a ballad and i felt like for me the song is more about like energy and i felt like lemon was giving us like the energy that we needed on the song well i disagree (laughs) (laughs) I thought Rita was giving us the emotion of the song and she was giving us face. And I think that you're wrong. Well, and I don't care what you sh- think. Rita's still here. <laughs> so see. Rita's still here. <laughs> well, guess who's still in competition? So <laughs> I did like Rita's face. She was serving. You know how I feel about Sissy's that. Sissy's wrong on this one. I didn't think Lemon did bad, but you, you, Sissy, the Sissies are fighting. <laughs> You, sissy. You knew they weren't sending Rita home. You knew they weren't sending Rita home. So, I don't know. That was just my fan yeah. fiction. I guess I was like, I hope they send Rita home in this. I kind of want to read the uh, Rita and Lemon fan fiction. Apparently, Rita has this big crush on Lemon that we found out this episode. Oh too. yeah, that was tea. Like I did not see that coming. Yeah, I mean. uh Interesting pairing. <laughs> hey, Rita's cute and boy drag. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying neither of them's not cute. I'm just saying, like, together, it's a weird Oh, yeah. That's, thing. A, that's some energy for you, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Um, so with that, uh, Lemon, you know, she did uh, sashay away this episode. And, uh, you know, it'll be a bummer. I actually thought that Lemon would be in the final three. So I'm pretty surprised by Lemon being eliminated but we're so close to the end someone has to go i know i thought that she was gonna you know stick around for much longer especially considering she won the previous episode right i mean that just shows you how quickly things can change i guess yeah because she's won at least two maybe three episodes two maxi challenges so yeah at least two yeah at least two and many challenges so she's got wins all over (laughs) yes girl well let's see update us on the fantasy league stony what do you got for us all right not much has changed i am in last point or last place with 160 points jamal's in second place with 190 and seth is way out ahead with 290 points (laughs) damn yes I was worried Jamal would start catching up since Priyanka won. I only won the the lip sync because both my people were in the bottom. I'm not passing 200 points. I think this season it's um it's interesting now because I so I have two players left. I have Jimbo and Scarlett, and then Seth has um, Rita, and Jamal has Priyanka. So what if what if uh, it's just me and Stony in the final episode? <gasps> Priyanka's getting to the end. 
I don't know. I feel like I would. It would be weird if Scarlet makes it to the top three because it's like Scarlet's really gonna win. Like I don't know. Because this is Priyanka's second win, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say because uh, the judging is very sporadic and all over the place. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess it'll be interesting. I'm ex- I'm ready to get Could to the top imagine? three because I feel like, I feel like there's two people that are going to, one of two people are going to win i'm hoping it's rita i'm I'm thinking it has to be either rita or jimbo i mean maybe priyanka does win i don't know yeah i guess, i mean it's hard to say at this point we just have to see who's <laughs> who's in the top three yeah. and then we can probably make a better guess team priyanka yes girl well we've made it to the end of another show of canada's drag race i hope you guys all enjoyed it um, really looking forward to the top four and the music video next week and then the finale after that. Oh, yes. And um, big shout out to our friend Caleb at the Paranormal Paranormal Burrito Podcast. <laughs> he had us on and um, we shared some ghost stories and spooky things. So um, go check out that episode. I think we all retweeted it. That was a lot of fun to do. Yes, it was. Make sure you like and subscribe and tell a friend. And we'll be back with you next week. But until then, bye. Sissy. Sissy, stop. Sissy, no. Sissy.